Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast from VJ Oncology. Today we're joined by three leading experts in CAR-T therapies who share their insights on cellular therapies for the management of head and neck cancers, as discussed during the fifth annual workshop on CAR-T, which took place in Scottsdale, Arizona. My name is Kedar Kartani. I'm an assistant professor at Moffitt Cancer Center in the Department of Head and Neck and Endocrine Oncology. I'm also, the, I'm also the medical director for solid tumor cell therapy at Moffitt. And I was going to allow my colleagues to introduce themselves. My name is John Park. I'm a medical oncologist at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. I treat head and neck cancer. And I'm Rizwan Romi at uh, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. Um, I'm primarily a lab-based physician uh, scientist. I also see patients uh, with uh, leukemias and undergoing stem cell transplantation, but my lab works on developing novel natural killer cell-based uh, CARs, including for solid tumors, um, which includes head and neck cancer as well. So Dr. Park, you gave a nice talk about the vast array of potential options, both combination therapies and new options for head and neck cancers that are on the horizon. Can you maybe pick two or three of them that you think are most promising? Yes, so as I mentioned, since 2016, when we have pembrolizumab and nivolumab, no new therapeutics approved for head and neck cancer. But um, as I mentioned, a lot, number of uh, novel therapeutics are being tested in head and neck cancer, uh, mostly in combination with pembrolizumab. But so far, the single agent um, activity or the activity in anti-PD-1 refractory populations been quite modest. So um, uh, there's a huge unmet need in head and neck cancer where we have uh, more robust uh, therapeutic uh, agents. That's why you know this um, IWCAR-T symposium is so interesting. A lot of cell-based therapists are being tested, including head and neck cancer. So I'm looking forward to more development in cell-based therapy in head and neck cancer. And Dr. Romi, you obviously work on NK cells very nicely, and I, I asked you outside the room, but why did you choose head and neck cancers for your trial? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you were to take all solid cancers in, in, our, in, in, in humans, actually it turns out head and neck from get-go has one of the highest NK cell infiltrative phenotypes, meaning uh, patients with head and neck cancer tend to have more NK cells in, in the tumor setting than other solid tumors. We don't fully understand why that's the case, uh, although it's possible that there are some of the chemokines and some of the other um, tumor milieu elements which are attracting NK cells uh, more to head and neck cancer than other cancers. So that was one of the reasons. And then also, um, when we started this clinical trial with Dr. Glenn Hannas, uh, who is one of the oncologists at Dana-Farber with his collaboration, um, we both felt that we had enough uh, data from ongoing AML trials, which we had published um, at the time that uh, there, was, there was minimal concern for safety of using this approach. So, um, and then also we had um, tested long-acting IL-15 separately in other clinical trials. So with that information, we decided not only we'll put the NK cells, these memory-like NK cells in patients had a neck cancer, but we'll on top of that, we'll add uh, the long-acting IL-15 as well as one of the checkpoint inhibitors to make them really supercharged, if you will, uh, to fight uh, cancer cells. 
why, why, what are the potential advantages and disadvantages of using CAR and K cells versus CAR T cells, which is traditionally what has been used in a lot of these cell therapy studies? Yeah, no, uh, that's another great question. Um, in the last 10, 15 years, there's been a, really a revolution of cell-based cell therapies, um, and primarily led by CAR T cells, which is uh, pretty amazing, uh, that how rapidly they have advanced the field. However, over the over last several years now, we have learned that uh, there are some major uh, disadvantages of using T cell-based approaches, CAR T cells, including um, side effects. Uh, some of the side effects, uh, for example, cytokine release syndrome, and cytokine release syndrome can be pretty severe in some of the patients. Um, and then also, um, there's more interest in going allogenic route, where we are taking NK cells or other cell-based therapies from other uh, donors. And, and if you are using CAR T cells with allogenic route, then you are at risk for developing uh, another complication called graft versus host disease, which, which, which is not mediated by NK cells, so that, that risk is not there. And, and then uh, lastly, um, oftentimes um, uh, tumor cells um, that applies to wide variety of tumors downregulate or lose class one expression that helps them escape from T cells. But NK cells are wired in such a way that when any cell decreases the expression of class one molecule, that triggers their response. So at baseline, you have that advantage that when the tumor cells are trying to escape the T cells, that, those, that same mechanism will make them more responsive to NK cells. So keeping all of those things in mind, I think NK cells have several advantages. Now, I don't um, claim that NK cells are going to be the winner or T cells are going to be. I think what needs to happen in future is that we need to develop therapies which actually combine on purpose elements of different key you know, cell types. Now, you don't have to put all cell types together, but you can make T cells, secrete stuff, or secrete cytokines, or chemokines, which attract NK cells, and vice versa. And then, so this crosstalk needs to happen between different uh, cell, cell types in the body. I think that's where the immunotherapy is going to shine long term. Dr. Park, you have a comment, yeah. So related to that, I, I think you did a really nice job um, you know, overviewing the advantages and disadvantages of NK cells and how to overcome this NK cell-based um, uh, therapy disadvantages, which is um, you know, short life, half-life. And so far, as you mentioned, the NK cell-based therapy has been somewhat disappointing. So in head and neck cancer um, patients who are very immune suppressive uh, phenotype, um, do you, I, I'd like to hear uh, your opinion about potential combination to enhance the NK cell efficacy, such as you know, immune checkpoints, yeah. some other you know, yeah. cytokines and whatnot. No, this, this, is, this is an excellent question and very critical to help advance the field. Uh, so first of all, I think one of the major reasons why NK cells have not been as successful before is because of the fact, as you mentioned, NK cells, conventional NK cells, or regular NK cells in our, in our body have a half-life of 10 to 12 days, so they are quickly gone. So in order for uh, any cell type, any immune cell type, to have sustained activity, they need to be present for you know, more than a few days. And that's where the phenotype, the, which I described in my talk, the memory-like NK cells comes in vogue. Because in, in mouse models, we have shown that they can last nine, uh, 
90 days and, and now we have some data in patients they can last up to eight months at least in some but most of patients at least 60 to 90 days which makes it quite makes them quite attractive for immunotherapies. Now, the other thing you asked, can you combine or can you develop novel checkpoints to further enhance their function? As a matter of fact, uh, some of the checkpoints which are in clinic primarily target NKG2A or, or you know, uh, like molecules which are expressed um, as negative regulators for NK cells. So monolizumab you mentioned in your talk um, actually um, is uh, showing some clinical activity and part of the reason it seems to work is um, because NKG2A is highly expressed on activated NK cells in the tumor microenvironment and then of course there are subsets of T cells which can also have CD8 T cells which can have um, NKG2 expression. Similarly you mentioned TIGIT and some other um, novel checkpoints in the development. Many of those molecules um, potentially um, will activate and enhance NK cell based therapies because at baseline and in activated state, some of them are highly expressed on NK cells. I think the difficulty for any of these cell therapies is going to be overcoming uh, the issues of T cell trafficking, tumor um, immunosuppressive microenvironments, and then target antigen heterogeneity. So in some respects, tumor infiltrating lymphocytes can um, maybe overcome some of those obstacles, although I know the data has been mixed. How do you feel, how, Dr. Park, maybe you can answer, how do you feel these TIL products compare well, uh, to other cell therapies? You show the data, so in the end, the data speaks. So, um, I mean, compared to other cell-based therapy, I think TIL uh, so far has been quite promising data. Again, same problems, trafficking, hostile microenvironment. So earlier talk, um, not just using TIL, but engineer TIL. Mm -hmm. So uh, another way to overcome the, that uh, challenges. So may maybe that's, uh, that's uh, one way to uh, address the, that, those challenges. We think the, the future is bright. Obviously, it's still very early for head and neck cancers, but it's nice to see all, all of you all working on this sort of work. So I'm hopeful for the next few years. Uh, likewise, I think the you know, future is bright and I'm super excited to be in the field at the right time. Uh, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. You know, there's so much research happening in all the directions, uh, both in solid tumors and liquid tumors. And, and uh, my hunch is that in the next five to 10 years, you'll see several types of cellular therapies uh, shine quite brightly in different types of tumors. I certainly hope so. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more about what went on during IWCAR-T 2023, visit videooncology.com where you'll be able to find expert presentations on CAR-T in solid tumours. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at videooncology to join the conversation and we'll see you on the next one.